Welcome to episode 122 of One Man Watchpoint and Overwatch Podcast. Now, this is, of course, a podcast where we talk about everything going on in the wonderful world of Overwatch. If you're new around here, of course, you may be new because you've recently joined the game with the Invasion event, which has just kicked off this past week. Uh, we are, what, I guess it must be a week in now. That, that can't be right. It must be more than a week, maybe two weeks. Uh, oh, we're about a week and a half kind of thing. By the time you're listening to this, closer to two weeks. But in any case, welcome in if you're new and if you're new around here you won't know me if you've been around here for a while you will know me i'm your host at sir dr jm that's at sir drjm on all socials you can reach out to me over on some of those follow me shoot me a message a direct message or a whatever public message if you will get your questions comments concerns topics whatever you've got for me over there and of course i will bring them to the show i'd love to talk to you about overwatch the overwatch league video games blizzard games whatever you've got i'd like to bring it to the show as as long as it's at least a little bit related video games generally are are the topic of course right now if you want to talk about what i'm playing of course i'm playing overwatch with the invasion event going on right now i'm also playing a little game called guardians of the galaxy the uh guardians game that came out a couple of years back, I believe it was in 2021, uh, made by Eidos Montreal. Um, thoroughly enjoying that, and I'm also playing a couple other games on the side as well. So hit me up over on socials if you want to chat about that. Now, you can, of course, find this podcast on all your favorite podcast services out there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. So give us a follow, leave us a review, tell your friends, and all that jazz. And if you do leave a five-star review, of course, I will read it out on the show. It has yet to happen, but I know it's coming. If I keep asking for it, someone will do it eventually. So, if you enjoy what you hear on One Man Watchpoint, I also encourage you to check me out over on the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant. Of course, over there, my hosts, Alex and Chris, uh, walk us through each week the latest news in the Overwatch League. And of course, a particular focus is put on the Canadian Overwatch League teams, both the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans, the the rising Vancouver Titans, of course, who are having a pretty good season, definitely the best season they've had in quite some time. So if you like the Overwatch League, but you especially like the Vancouver Titans and or Toronto Defiant, definitely check out the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast. We also, of course, over on Ready, Set, Pwn have done a number of interviews, and I say we a little bit uh, generously because I've only taken part in a couple of them. Chris is the man behind the magic when it comes to the interviews. Of course, we've had interviews with Sean Miller, the president of the Overwatch League, Baroy, the GM of the Vancouver Titans, Kasora is the head coach of the Toronto Defiant, Papa Punk, the father of the tank for the Vancouver Titans, and more. So definitely, definitely, definitely check those episodes out if you want a little behind the scenes action with the Overwatch League. Now today's show we've got a few good things to get into. Uh, it's not the most jam-packed news week of all but we've got a few good stories so without further ado let's dive on here. I'll do this alone if I have to. All right. Now, before we get all the way in there, there is an article I want to shout out because, of course, I was using it just a little while ago. 
Um, and that is an article over on JG Recon. It is, of course, written by Jack Roberts and posted on August 11th. And it is titled, How to Complete Lore Hunter in Overwatch 2 Underworld, Event Challenges, Locations, and Rewards. So I won't read the article to you. Of course, you can kind of gather what that is all about just from the title there. Um, but Jack over on the article kind of walks you through the uh, Underworld event that's ongoing right now and how to complete the Lore Hunter Challenge. Now, this is, of course, a challenge to find, I believe it's five specific uh, sort of themed or, or you know lore related items in the world uh they are definitely if you're if you're a fan of the lore in overwatch they're worth checking out if you're not and you just want to complete the challenge then obviously you have to find them and uh if you're just a casual fan in general and you want a little bit of extra information or background information on what's going on and what the history is of the overwatch uh scene and everything then definitely go and uh check out that article because it'll walk you through where to find those particular lore items which are uh kind of fun i i really actually appreciate and enjoy this kind of uh uh challenge in game and everything like that obviously it's not necessarily challenging especially if you just want to you know go read an article to find out where they are and then go find them um but these are the kind of things that in my mind you know these are what make uh fun trophies or or achievements in games and obviously the game has its own achievement system and everything like that but these challenges allow them to do this with each sort of new drop that comes out so i really like this one uh it's got you know uh highlighting some of the 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 lore that is not or has not traditionally been the front and center stage of overwatch but of course with the invasion event happening we know there's a bit more of a focus on that so i think it's kind of tying things in together quite nicely so go check out that article uh and then of course go complete that challenge as it will count towards your eight total which i believe unlocks you uh could be the spark plug, plug skin for brigitte i can't quite remember what what completing eight challenges unlocks you but this will complete one of those eight so go check that out over on gg recon now the next thing we've got we've got a couple psas here so first things first we have a new reward out there for all of you uh reward hoarders like myself of course prime gaming has another reward this month that is of course the five tier skips is back that's right i think now until i want to say september 29th is what i saw um you've basically got all of september to claim it and the rest of august but you can get five tier skips on that battle pass so definitely go if your uh amazon prime account or your twitch prime account or your prime gaming account whatever it is is connected to your Battle.net account, you can go in there, you can claim these five tier skips, and that will, of course, uh, the next time you log into Overwatch, it'll just go doo-doo, 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 and your uh, Battle Pass will jump up five tiers. If you did buy the Ultimate Invasion Bundle, of course, you got 20 free tier skips, so that combined with this, that's 25 tier skips. Uh, not the worst uh, percentage, of course, to have uh, completed just right off the bat. That is actually... 31.3% of that 80 uh, Battle Pass tier ranks already completed. Uh, you know, I would say for free, but obviously you have to pay for uh, both both Prime and uh, the Ultimate Invasion Bundle if that is something you want. So in any case, this one is, you know, an easier, lower bar uh, barrier to entry. So definitely go collect that if you do have your Prime linked to your Battle.net. Now, Moving on from there, the only other PSA we have this week, of course, is that Season 6 is here. It has been out for 11, by the time you're listening to this, at least 12 days. 
Um, so just about two weeks. Get in there, get your experience going, get that battle pass on the roll, buy that invasion bundle or that invasion ultimate bundle if you so choose. Um, I know I spoke last week about my own opinions on the uh, PvE uh, event and everything like that. I do think the invasion bundle is worth it, which comes with, of course, the uh, story missions. It costs, you know, $20.19 Canadian. comes with uh, 1,000 Overwatch coins, which is enough to buy another battle pass, or if you want to, this battle pass. comes with the Legendary Vigilante Sojourn skin, uh, which I see something there in the small print. What does that say? That says earnable. Oh, okay, so you can earn that as well, but that's that's fine. But in any case, you're basically paying 20 bucks for the PvE missions and 1,000 Overwatch coins. I definitely, you know, I mean, the price is not the most consumer-friendly, but I think for 20 bucks, you know, uh, for a game that I've been playing for six, six years? No, uh, eight, nine years, however many years it is at this point. I can't even keep track anymore. Um, I think, I personally think it's worth it. I'm willing to fork over $20. Um, I mean, obviously, I forked over whatever it was, 60 back when Overwatch 2 launched. You know, this this is another 20, call that 80, and then, you know, whatever the cost of the original game was, which back then would have been probably 60. So for a game that I've been playing since 2016, so I guess that would be 16 through 23 is seven years. Um, I think it's worth it, right? I, I do think it's worth it. Um, the Invasion Ultimate Bundle, of course, comes with 2,000 Overwatch coins, so you get another 1,000 Overwatch coins. You get everything else I already discussed. Then you also get 20 free Battle Pass tier skips. You get the Legendary K... I believe that's K2000... Is that say Blademaster? Kiriko skin? Sorry, I have a really small icon on my screen that I'm trying to read from. And then I also you also get the Legendary C455 Sharpshooter uh, Cassidy skin included as well. So I do think the Ultimate Bundle is maybe a little... A little bit too steep, um, you know, considering you're getting three legendary skins and then, you know, some battle pass tier skips. I think that one's a little a little steep. It's kind of ridiculous that it costs twice as much. And, you know, you do get twice the coins, but, you know, and I guess you get more than twice the skins. But really, it's the fact that you get the PvE missions in both. So I do think that second one is a little steep for the cost. That is the one that I bought, so... Pardon my alarm there. Um, so in any case, you know, use your judgment, whatever you can afford, whatever you feel comfortable with. If you feel like the team deserves the larger amount, then support them by all means. And if you feel like they deserve nothing, then don't support them and just play the game for free. If, if that's the case, I'm not too sure why you'd be listening to this podcast, but uh, I, I don't imagine I have many free playing fans listening to this, uh, if I have any fans listening to this. So in any case, uh, season six is here go in enjoy it i've i've enjoyed it and i've actually you know after seeing and watching and listening to podcasts and hearing some of the discourse around this invasion event i do actually i am pretty positive on it i think it is uh you know at the very least worth that 20 dollars. i think um and i have been enjoying those uh those pve missions they are you know they're definitely a shadow of what we had thought we were getting but they're fun regardless and i have actually been playing them on hard now as well Originally, before last week's episode, I wanted to get them all in before I recorded. Um, so I did just do them all on the normal difficulty just to kind of get through them. And they were a little bit little bit easy, a little bit brain dead. Um, whereas doing them on heroic was harder. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say challenging. Um, just takes a little bit more coordination and a little bit more, you know, aim, that kind of thing. Um, but I think if I, if I bump it up from there, then it'll get really difficult. So, And we'll talk about something related to that in a little bit here now that's going to end 
our PSA segment here, and we're going to actually head over, and we're going to talk about the news, the news, the news. Now, before we actually get right into the news, we're just going to stop by the Overwatch Cavalry. That is at OWCavalry underscore on Instagram, of course. And what are they? At OWCavalry over on Twitter, no underscore at the end. Uh, because they have one uh, item here that I don't believe I saw anywhere else, so I did want to highlight, and that is that the summer season rewards for Overwatch contenders are back. And now as I say that, I'm actually going to pull up on my phone. We're just going to make sure that it's on silent here. Then we're going to go over and we're going to pop over to Overwatch contenders, and we're going to hit this button to make sure that it's playing while we record here, because that will, of course, earn me rewards. And this here uh image on overwatch cavalry notes campaign three active august 21st through 29th that's right this is one week long so definitely if you want to get your rewards for this you have to get in there and you know pretty well start earning them now so for watching two hours you will get the calling all heroes player icon for watching four hours you will get the contenders torbjorn home and away skins and for watching eight hours you get the contenders junker queen home and away skins and again this is that doubling effect that i i mentioned uh one of my past weeks um that we hadn't really seen before um where rather than going you know uh three hours watched six hours watched nine hours watched or two four six hours watched they're going two four eight so you watch two hours you get that first icon you watch two more hours uh, no, I believe, sorry, you watch four more hours. Oh, maybe it isn't. Hmm, this is an interesting one. I will have to, I'll have to look into this one because it's just occurring to me the way they have this laid out, they say two, four, eight. I think it is you watch two, then you watch an additional four, then you watch an additional eight, which is pretty steep if that's the case. So in any case, we'll have to wait and see. Now, let's take a quick look. That's, that's going to be it for the social media roundup. Uh, that I've been doing these past couple of weeks. Um, there wasn't too much between uh, the Overwatch Cavalry and, of course, the other uh, account that I frequently look at, uh, the Omnic Post. There wasn't too much that I won't talk about in the news stories here. So without further ado, let's head on over to the actual news. So first things first, we actually, I'll just throw it out there right now. I only have stories from .esports.com. Uh, it does look like uh, that's the case, yeah. I did look at a number of other sites, and I just didn't really find anything that I found too interesting. So I wanted to bring us on over to .esports. We're going to start things off on August 17th with an article by Michael Zarr, which reads, Diva gets new skin in Overwatch 2's most bizarre collab yet. When Overwatch... No, wow. When Bl good start, good start. When Blizzard Entertainment began allowing outside media or companies to work alongside the Overwatch 2 dev team to make unique skins, it all began with the popular anime One Punch Man. Now we have a collaboration that nobody expected, but on the most fitting hero possible. Blizzard has revealed a cosmetic collaboration bundle with South Korean eyewear company Gentle Monster, highlighted by the new Gentle Toki Fuchsia Diva Overwatch 2 skin. It matches the South Korean hero, but the surprise partnership isn't as popular as anime or overlapping characters from other video games, and leaving fans wondering why it came to be. The Gentle Monster Diva bundle consists of a bunch of items, including the Gentle Toki Fuchsia Diva skin, Flyby Wink Highlight Intro, Fuchsia Monster Weapon Charm, Etched Name Card, Gentle Toki Fuchsia Player Icon. The entire bundle costs 2,600 Overwatch coins, and if you want to buy the skin alone in the Hero Gallery, it costs 1,900 Overwatch coins. 
As for the community's reaction to its reveal, it was mixed, to say the least. The art for the Twitter post was well done, hinting at the official bundle release on August 16th. Then on release, people pointed out a couple of issues with the skin's design. Most notably, the hair from the art and the hair on the skin look very different, with the actual skin having significantly less detail. I'm just taking a look now. Ah, plus the skin was a little too similar to another popular D.Va skin, EDM. Despite the unique glasses and hair, the general design of D.Va looks like a pink recolor of that EDM skin. Considering how unique other collab skins are in Overwatch 2, with the best examples being the many One Punch Man skins, the fact that the only thing that is unique for the skin is the glasses is both fitting for the collab, but a little disappointing. One potential fix brought up by a fan on Twitter for an advanced recolor like this uh, is a price change if you own the original. So if you own the EDM skin, you get this skin for a little cheaper outside of the bundle. Either way, not many fans even knew what the company was when this collaboration was announced, and even after they look at the bundle, they remain scratching their heads in disbelief. And that's where the article ends. <laughs> so this is, this is I mean, the I think the article is pretty spot on there. Uh, when I saw this, and I saw it being teased at first and everything, I was just like, what? what's happening here uh you know the i upon the first sort of hints at it i looked into gentle monster just with a quick google and didn't really seem to put together that it would actually be like a an eyewear collaboration it wasn't until it was actually announced and it was confirmed that yes it is gentle monster and i figured out that it was a south korean eyewear company that then putting those pieces together i found the correct google results so this is a weird one that's for sure um you know, I understand that esports in particular, and of course Overwatch, is is big in South Korea in that market. I can't imagine it's that big of a deal. Now, the the interesting thing about this is, I believe at the um, recent Overwatch Creators Summit, they actually also uh, gave out a number of these. If you listen to the most recent episode of Plat Chat, they talk about this collab. And uh, I believe some of the people there actually, or some of the people on that episode, uh, I want to say maybe Jaws and maybe Avast, were, who were both there, uh, actually comment on the fact that they were given, uh, you know, the, the actual physical eyewear package. Um, because, of course, this is a crossover, so there is the in-game skin, but then Gentle Monster is also releasing a diva-themed, uh, I don't know what to call it, glasses, I guess. So it's a kind of a... I don't even think it's prescription, but uh, it's a sort of uh, glasses wear, and then it has this like clip-on addition thing that gives you the little the little I don't know what to call them antenna that Diva kind of has on the side of her her glasses, and then there's actually a little physical Diva that kind of sits on the edge of it as well that just clips on. So you can just wear the glasses without that stuff, but then of course you know then then you're just a nerd. You got to put the whole you got to do the whole thing right, otherwise otherwise what's the point? So, anyways. This is a head scratcher, that's for sure. I like what they suggested in the article there um, about you know offering a discount if you have the original EDM skin because it is something of a recolor. Um, you know that I think I I actually want to say it's it's been a long time now, but I want to say this is something that I had talked about back when Overwatch Two first kind of dropped in that early access form, and they had you know people were really upset about the prices of of things like the legendary skins especially the old ones and things like that i want to say i had actually uh suggested that they should really do something like recolors are significant are, are free or significantly cheaper um sort of 
once you unlock uh, an option for them or something like that, right? So you have the base skin, but then if you purchase or unlock a recolor, I don't, I don't know, you know, if it would be just a, a cheap purchase or if it would be a way to unlock it, but you basically, you select the default skin, but then you get to choose the color to apply to it. So you could go, you know, default skin and you just want default color scheme, or you could go default skin, but then you want the, you know, for, they're, they're always fun names. So for Sombra, you choose the Azul skin. I, I don't even know if that's an actual flavor of it, but that's the one I'm going with. Um, you know, or I guess Widowmaker might be a good one because I actually know some French words. So you could choose the Noir skin. And it's, of course, a black or darker uh, themed skin of her of her default skin. Um, and then maybe you choose a Rouge one, which is, of course, red. And it's, you know, the default skin, but it's red. I really think they could play around with that a little bit more. And this is a great example of that, right? Have the EDM skin be the default, even if it is a legendary. But then, of course, you can get the uh, Gentle Monster collab uh, variant of it and you know yeah because it's a legendary it's going to cost not as much as a full-on legendary but um but still more than you know an epic skin or whatever's below that but then you can also get other color variants uh you know and they don't obviously have to be collabs it could be there's an you know the default one is edm maybe there's a I don't know, Techno Remix or a Eurovision one or something like that where they're just different color uh, color palettes for these things. I think they could do something cool there. That We've also seen that with, um, of course, the Overwatch League skins, um, the ones that they were releasing for some of the stages, right? We saw the Luchador skin uh, where they had a base Luchador skin, but then you could also buy the Los Angeles Valiant uh, flavor of that. And it was, you know, themed after the colors of the Valiant. Well, again why not have this 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 base legendary luchador skin but then you have the los angeles valiant luchador skin and it's cheaper you know doesn't cost as much as the full legendary but it does cost a little bit to get this color variant you know we've seen this with uh, the rock climber one as well for for zarya right now i think that's on sale and of course uh you can get the atlanta rain flavor you can get the guangzhou charge flavor right anyways I'm going really hard on this, and we're 22 minutes into the episode, and I've only talked about this skin. I'm just theorizing here what you could do with things, but this collab is weird. Um, I, would I love a pair of the glasses? Absolutely. Send me that physical pair? Definitely. Have I thought about doing... They have some promotion where you can like post on Instagram with a gentle mon monster uh, filter, and you can actually unlock something in-game. I'm not sure if it's the full skin or not. They have something there, but I mean, hey, if you want to do that, you go for it. Be my guest. Uh, I'm not going to do that, but but you be my guest. Let's move on. Our next article here, sticking with Dottie Sports, sticking with, um, oh wait, no, uh, jumping over to Max Michelli, who's gonna, actually going to be the rest of our articles here. On August 17th, Overwatch 2 adds Flashpoint to competitive way faster than originally anticipated. Overwatch 2 Season 6 kicked off on August 10th with much more content, uh, sorry, with more content, not much, I added that in myself, than the game has ever released in a singular season outside of the game's launch. But one addition that flew relatively under the radar was the new permanent game mode Flashpoint. With a new hero, Alari, and PvE mission story missions, it was easy to overlook the game's mode re relevance, but players won't be able to overlook it anymore because the next time you load into a competitive match, your ranked points will be on the line in New Junk City or Suravasa. They then have a tweet embedded by Aaron Keller. Heads up everyone, Flashpoint is now enabled for ranked. Both Suravasa and New Junk City will be part of the ranked map rotation. 
That's right. Overwatch 2 game director Aaron Keller announced on social media today that the team has already decided to add the new Flashpoint maps to the competitive map pool just one week after their release. Blizzard previously told Dot Esports that the expected competitive release for Flashpoint would be around two weeks after the start of the season, so around August 22nd or 24th. Not only does this mean players have to deal with very few maps in competitive games earlier than anticipated, sorry, very new, not very few, geez, Freudian slip, but it also comes as a shock to those of us who expected to at least have a day or so heads up on the matter. Killer's post did not include any information on when to expect Ilari in ranked. Thus far, the expectation has been that Ilari will be playable and competitive next week after she's been out for two weeks. Blizzard previously told Dot Esports that Ilari will be unlocked and competitive, will be Yep, unlocked and competitive next week, but it also said Flashpoint would have a similar timeline. The game's lead designer, Alec Dawson, posted on Twitter yesterday evening saying that Ilari is getting nerfed when she, quote, enters competitive next week, so everyone can probably relax momentarily, or at least until your ranked queue pops and you've thrown, you're thrown into New Junk City. So there you go. Um, actually, sort of exciting news, if you ask me. I think that one's that one's kind of a cool one. Um, the fact that, you know, they, they must have just kind of said what the hell why not right let's let's get this in here let's uh let's give people access let's let them have a good time in uh, our new game mode which honestly again you know i haven't played it too much more since uh the last time i i brought it up i have played it a little bit more um but i'm i'm all for it i think uh flashpoint has been a lot of fun thus far um i know you know if you listen to uh uh, ready set pony would have heard that my concern is that you know it's very it's maybe not quickly but these maps are going to get optimized where people know the optimal route from point a to point b or point a to point c or a point a to point d um, as is the case with flashpoint maps but ultimately 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 it is what it is it's you know gonna play out the way it's gonna play out um so may as well give it out now right may as well grant us access now in competitive i actually haven't played competitive in a number of seasons because i was really finding that i was not having fun with it when overwatch 2 first kind of came out um so anyways it's uh it's interesting nonetheless and exciting that they're doing this let's move on we're now going to head over to a very related article here of course we'll see how much more light this sheds uh or not and this is, of course, on August 18th, Max Michelli over on Dot Esports posts, Ilari is, quote, not overpowered, but is still getting nerfed, Overwatch Dev says. One week after the start of season of Overwatch 2 Season 6, game director Aaron Keller took some time to give some thoughts and opinions about the wide range of new content in the game, and perhaps the, his hottest take was one we almost should have expected. Keller wrote that he believes the new support hero Ilari is, quote, very strong, but she is not she is, quote, not overpowered. Despite that, he said the hero design team is working on a nerf to a couple of her abilities ahead of August 24th, when she will be unlocked for use on competi the competitive ladder. Quote, our balance goal for the release of Alari was to make sure that she felt strong, but not overpowered at launch, Keller said. I think we hit that goal. Alari is very strong, but some of what helps Alari not feel overpowered is her support role and kit. We were to were we to release a damage hero with a one-shot ability, we would be a little more careful with their power level. Ilari will enter our ranked mode on Thursday, August 24th, and we will be making a few adjustments to her by then, most likely to her healing pylon and ultimate. His comments about upcoming nerfs are ones echoed from a previous post to social media by the game's lead designer Alec Dawson earlier this week. 
In a post to Twitter, Dawson said that Healing Pylon and Captive Sun were due for some tuning, and fans largely seem to agree that Ilari's Healing Pylon is particular, oh, in particular, is too strong. Healing Pylon has 150 total health, half of which is shields that regenerate, and it heals 50 health per second. As one fan promptly pointed out, its healing is powerful enough that it will outheal the damage from a Torbjorn turret. That, matched with the powerful burst healing from Alari's solar rifle, gives her some of the strongest healing per second in the game. Keller didn't specify exactly what tuning would be coming to Alari's abilities, but one might expect that the healing throughput of Healing Pylon will be lowered at least a little bit, and perhaps the damage threshold requirement for the Sunstruck proc on Captive Sun will be raised, particularly for tank heroes. Scrolling down. That's the end of the article. So, um, I don't think, you know, at the ranks that I play at when I'm playing this game, it certainly, it's hard to judge these things. You know, is everyone as good with these heroes as as they seem to be at these lower ranks? Um, you know, I never, I never claim to be a pro. Um, it's always hard to say because, you know, there, there is a pretty big difference between the level of play that, you know, top 500 grandmasters, Overwatch League players are playing at compared to the ranks that, you know, I and most people play at. Given that's the case, it's always hard to tell, okay, is this hero actually overpowered or does it just feel like it's overpowered because everyone in my matches sucks? Well, the fact is, it seems like Ilari, I, I have to kind of agree with Erin Keller. She isn't overpowered, but she has some very strong abilities and very strong um situational things that can happen with her of course that healing pylon um if you actually go check out car on youtube he has some really great breakdown videos of her kit and uh just how oppressive her her moveset can be because of sort of a number of different factors you know a couple being how uh, how much healing output that uh, the pylon has but also the fact that you can stick it almost anywhere you can kind of hide it almost anywhere um including some you know very very off the wall quite literally uh places right so i'm not surprised that they're going to be tweaking her a little bit um and certainly i think the pylon is probably one of the big things that will get a a decent tweak that's for sure so there you have it now we're going to move on over to another article by Max Michelli on Dot Esports, this time on August 18th, which was also the time of the last article. And this one reads, Overwatch dev shares shocking stats to just how hard legendary story missions are. Many fans of and players expressed frustration with the way Blizzard went about releasing PvE content in Overwatch 2, and while some have continued to share disappointment in what story missions have to offer, there's one thing that everyone can agree on. Legendary difficulty is almost impossibly hard. Almost immediately following the release of Season 6 last week, numerous streamers dove into story missions to try to be among the first players to complete the exceptional challenge that is successfully finishing all of the story missions on Legendary Difficulty, and the task was every bit as tough as expected. Following game director Aaron Keller's Dev Take blog post today, we know exactly how difficult it is, though. Sharing his thoughts on the story missions in Legendary Difficulty, Keller pointed out that the success rate of Gothenburg and Toronto on Legendary was 1.6% and 0.7%, respectively. Quote, 
These missions on Legendary are hard, super hard, he said. Most people can't complete them at this difficulty, and those that did had to devise custom strategies and team comps to get past the hardest encounters. If you're a content creator who completed Legendary and you're reading this post, pat yourself on the back. You were great entertainment. We feel like we learned something with the level of difficulty and are excited to apply and expand it on it for future co-op content. There, admittedly, were a couple of bugs that made it so some streamers like Seagull, Flats, Emong, and Karku had to give the missions a few more tries than others than other they oh sorry than they otherwise might have, but it doesn't take away from just how tricky these missions are. For starters, not every player is attempting even attempting story missions on Legendary, and on the Toronto mission, the success rate translates to something like one win in every 140 plus tries. That number of tries for a successful attempt is comparable to what you might expect from a guild progressing on the penultimate boss in a mythic World of Warcraft raid. So just in case you hadn't tried Legendary yet and were considering trying, just make sure to study up, prepare accordingly, and most of all, be ready to fail. A lot. So there you go. Um, just sort of an interesting tidbit. I really like that uh, they dropped this information. Um, and again, this this kind of comes back to uh, what I was talking about earlier in the show, sort of about the enjoyment of these story missions. Now, and the interesting thing about this is that, or an interesting thing about it for me, is that on last week's episode actually of Ready, Set, Pwn, Alex and I both bought the Invasion Bundle and uh, Chris didn't. Our, our main host, Chris, did not. So we talked about it and I don't think, uh, one of the points that I don't think I properly conveyed to Chris was what are you looking for in these missions? I did at one point mention that, you know, the first mission on normal took me maybe maybe 30 minutes, maybe 35, maybe 40 minutes at most, uh, whereas the Underworld mission takes, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes, right? And Chris was kind of taken aback by it's only, you know, 10 minutes longer, 20 minutes longer than what, I, what I'm getting for free in the Underworld event. And we kind of touched on that at the end of the show, so I didn't really get a good chance to dive into it. But what I, after kind of, you know, reassessing and then also playing the, the, um, the missions on the hard difficulty, what I kind of wanted to go back uh, to was the fact that what are you looking for from these missions, right? Obviously, we know that, you know, everyone was hoping for talent and customization and their talent trees, customization, all this stuff that we're not getting. So let's not even really bother going there. But what are you looking for when it comes to playing this? Do you want to sit down and enjoy a little bit of story, enjoy, you know, the fun gameplay that we already know we like because we've been playing this game for how long? Um, and, you know, a little bit of working together with your team to defeat basically waves of enemies in cool environments we haven't seen before, some environments we have seen before, right? Um, or are you looking for a sort of coordinated effort akin to, as they mentioned here, these World of Warcraft raids. Um, I think probably a better comparison, albeit, you know, simply because of the genre, is a Destiny raid, right? Now, Destiny raids, I know, are much more much more fleshed out, and there's a lot more going on in them. But the point stands just simply based on the genre of, you know, shooter kind of thing. But I think the thing that Chris was kind of missing and saying, you know, oh, if all I'm getting is a slightly longer underworld mission, then, you know, I don't want it. I think the, the point that he's kind of missing there is, yes, to some people, to myself, that's all it really is. Now, for me personally, I enjoy that. I think I think that's fine. I'm fine with that. But 
I think to a lot of people, if you have a friend group that wants to be challenged, that wants to work together, that wants to be calling shots and making a plan and devising a strategy to get through these these story missions, you know, kind of honestly destiny light, then I think that's what you're getting. You just have to look at the difficulty setting, right? Yes, if you play it on normal and you have a highly skilled, highly coordinated group of friends, you're going to be done it in 15, 20 minutes, just like any other event. Um, now, those other events you probably got through in 10 minutes. Um, but if that's something you want, you're probably cranking this up to probably not legendary difficulty because from the sounds of it, that's next to impossible. But whatever the second highest difficulty is, right? I think it goes normal, hard, maybe epic and then legendary. I'm not even sure what, what one down from legendary is. But in any case, if if you are looking for that more coordinated effort, that group of friends planning, strategizing, you need your you need someone who is uh, you know traditionally a support player on the support role. You need someone who is traditionally a tank on the tank role. You need some skilled DPS on the DPS role. Then I think you're getting that here. I think you will have fun and you will have a good time with this. For me personally, I do want it to be casual. Now, granted, that's largely because that's all Overwatch is to me. If we had these talent trees, if we had this super in-depth player progression or, or character progression where you customize your Reinhardt, you customize your Tracer, you customize your Ana, then yeah, I mean, I would I would get into that as well and probably go full World of Warcraft, you know, playing every day, investing hours upon hours into this game to really build out my hero and, you know, unlock all the unlocks and things like that. But that's not what we have here, right? We do have a much watered down version of that. But again, it comes back to that coordinated level of of effort, that group of friends, that uh, that team uh, sort of cohesion and, and skill set that I think you are getting here. You just have to understand that you know that's something you want, and then be willing to go out and and work on it in that sense. So, anyways, that's a part of why I wanted this to bring up this article because again, you know, I think the stats around legendary are cool. It's really exciting to hear that, you know, it is in fact that difficult and yeah, only really the best of the best are actually completing this. Um, it kind of makes it a lot cooler to, you know, watch it on Twitch or, um, you know, go, go seek out, uh, um, uh, YouTube videos on it and things like that. So you can really kind of learn what exactly is, uh, the strategies are and things like that. Um, but again, I think it just, it comes down to expectations, right? What are you looking for out of this? And honestly, we record Ready, Set, Pwn tomorrow night. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be tonight if you're listening on the day this drops. So ultimately, I think that's something that I might, I might just, um, I might just bring up tomorrow on Ready, Set, Pwn. We'll see. We'll see if I feel like, like fighting it out, getting a little spicy or not. Anyways, that is going to wrap up our news segment of the show here. And of course, this week, uh, or this past week, we didn't have any, um, we didn't have any Overwatch League action. Of course, we have been in a bit of a break while uh, teams practice up with Ilari and, uh, you know, potentially the new map, uh, map uh, game types. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and of course, the new meta now course there is an article i didn't bring up here and it is the fact that it sounds like there's another patch dropping that is going to tweak things a little bit backwards and uh you know 
that's going to have a whole effect on the meta and such, which kind of sucks. Um, from the sounds of it, it's going to be very similar to what the meta was prior to this patch, which kind of stinks because I do like to see a change. But in any case, it sounds like we're getting a patch very soon here. And that means Overwatch League play resumes this Saturday. So without further ado, let's head on over and we'll take a peek at next week's all right, and now as I pull up my pickums here to go over the uh, upcoming weekend uh, schedule in games, of course I'm reminded that I actually did these pickums before I had realized that we were going into a two-week break. <laughs> so I do have uh, my pickums already done, so I'll go over them again here. We'll talk a little bit about them again. The the shitty thing is that we, you know, the rumor is that the, this patch. So we went to a new patch for Alari for Flashpoint for season six and everything. Um, and it was sounding like the meta was shifting away from the sort of diva or not diva, sorry, Winston on a dive comps. Um, and it sounded like we were going to get something new or at least uh, something relatively new. But it now sounds like with this newer patch dropping, things are going to kind of, uh, you know, go play in reverse and we're going to be going back to sort of a Winston on a even though all these Overwatch League teams for the past week, week and a half have been operating uh, or trying out new strategies and things like that. So anyways, it's frustrating and it's a little bit annoying, but I think it honestly means that my pickums are a little bit easier because I based my pickums, of course, on the previous meta, not even really thinking too hard about what the new meta would be. Um, and so I think my, my pickums are probably going to pretty well stay the same. So anyways... Um, one thing I haven't done is the Summer Knockouts in East A or the Summer Knockouts in East B, which are, of course, uh, the East region's uh, seeding for the Grand Finals and everything. So I think we'll start there just because, again, I have not yet looked at that. So let's take a look here. We're going to start things off with uh, Summer Knockouts East A, and we're going to start things off on Saturday, August 26th at 2 a.m. Mountain Time. That's right, 2 a.m., where Poker Face is going to beat Pantera 2-1. Then at 3.30 a.m., Rhodes is going to take on Dreamers. Oh, and Dreamers is winning this, that's for sure. Uh, I'll say 3-1 as well. That's going to set us up for a Sunday, August 27th matchup, where we see Contenders taking on, or sorry, Contenders Poker Face taking on the Dallas Fuel. Dallas is going to take that, I'll say 3-2, just to make things spicy. And the Hangzhou Spark taking on Dreamers, and I'm going to give it to Dreamers 3-2 as well. Um, now that's actually going to be it for this weekend. Those do seed the winners round three and elimination round one for the following weekend. And then I think even the weekend after that, there's more action in the East. So anyways, let's move on to summer knockouts East B where O2 blast is going to beat Guangzhou charge three, two. That could be spicy because Guangzhou uh, has disappointed. I don't know. The, again, the East this whole season has just been a mess. Then the Shanghai dragons are going to take on Sinprisa gaming. And I think Shanghai is going to take that three, one. That's, uh, sorry, that's at 5 a.m. Saturday, August 26th, and 6.30 a.m. Uh, Saturday, August 26th. So those games do follow the previous Winners Round 1 matches I just discussed. Then on Sunday, August 27th, again, following the uh, two matches we just discussed, we have the Soul Infernal. They're going to beat O2 Blast 3-1. Then at 6.30 a.m. Mountain Time, the Soul Dynasty are going to beat the Shanghai Dragons. And I'll say 3-2, because why not? So... There you have it. That's my that is my prediction for that matchup there. And you know what? It actually looks like I can't save my predictions. Interesting. 
interesting it does not let me save my predictions so i may be back in here or i may forget about it entirely hopefully i'll be able to lock those predictions in soon though i am confirming that right now that i'm logged in and everything it has my results from past weeks i'm actually going to refresh and just see if it lets me do anything then interesting interesting it does not seem to be letting me oh i can't save it because i have to do the whole bracket hot dang well that's annoying <laughs> all right i guess we're doing the whole bracket here then so let me go ahead and fill that out again because i did uh i did of course actually fill it all out now i had o2 blast winning i have the shanghai dragons winning i have the soul dynasty winning three two i have the soul infernal winning i'll go three one um okay and then that that takes us into further into september so i'm not actually going to cover those i'll talk about those next week uh, but i will have to fill it out apparently so that i can save my results so anyways let's head over to the west where i actually have an idea of what's happening saturday august 26th in the western region this is week five things kick off at 1 p.m mountain time august 26th that's saturday with the los angeles valiant taking on the london spitfire and i have spitfire beating the valiant three to two here then at 2 30 p.m the houston outlaws take on the vegas eternal and of course houston is going to win this by a landslide three zero the atlanta rain then take on the justice and i have atlanta taking this three zero then the new york excelsior have a grudge match a rematch against the los angeles gladiators i have new york taking this three two and if i check the stats that's actually the popular opinion is uh 65.7 percent in favor of the excelsior so i'm glad to see i'm not the only one feeling that then on Sunday, August 27th at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, we have the Florida Mayhem taking on the Boston Uprising. I'm going Florida, and it looks like the majority of people are, with 84.5% of the popular vote going to Florida. Then at 2.30 p.m., the Vancouver Titans have their rematch of the year in the Battle for Canada against the Toronto Defiant. I, for the first time this season, am predicting the Vancouver Titans take this 3-2. And of course, if we check the stats wow that is a split vote if i ever saw one the vancouver titans currently sitting at 51.1 percent and the toronto defiant sitting at 48.9 percent that is crazy of course uh the last time toronto uh last time in the past two seasons that toronto lost to the vancouver titans was on october 2nd 2022 in a 3-1 win for the vancouver titans other than that it's been all toronto so wow that is interesting and honestly the records on these two teams aren't too different but of course vancouver is sitting pretty uh sort of gatekeeping that top uh that upper echelon of teams right now so then our final match of the weekend that's right we only have games on saturday and sunday this week and it's four games on saturday three games on sunday so a little bit of an odd setup here but at 4 p.m we have the las vegas eternal taking on the san francisco shock and of course san francisco is going to take this I do have it 3-1, but I'm actually going to change that. Am I going to change that? Tough. I'm changing it to 3-0 right now. I had it as 3-1, but I'm changing it to 3-0. So there you have it. That is our upcoming weekend in matches. So we do have some action Saturday and Sunday, of course. And then we come back after that for our final week. That's week six in the Overwatch League. Uh, where we have our final games. Of course, Vancouver does have another game. Uh, so does the Toronto Defiant. Florida as well. Of course, those are my traditionally my three teams that I cheer for. Um, Florida's match is sure to be a lock for them, a win for them. 
Vancouver's, I feel pretty confident in feeling similar. And even Toronto, I feel pretty confident in Toronto getting a win there as well. Although that one will be the toughest, the toughest to call of the three. So in any case, uh, that's what we're looking at. That's how we're feeling. And uh, that's actually going to take us on to the outro of the show. This is it. Push forward. Well, well, well. Thank you very much for listening to episode 122 of One Man Watchpoint. I'm not even sure what to call this episode. Let's see. What, what did we talk about here? We talked about, you know, Overwatch. Oh, the Gentle Monster Collab. We could title it something about that. All right. I think that's the winner. Um, anyways, thank you for listening to episode 122 of One Man Watchpoint and an Overwatch podcast. If you just listened to this episode, you, of course, know that this is an Overwatch podcast where we talk about everything going on in the wonderful world of Overwatch right from Gentle Monsters all the way over to Legendary Fights. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for listening. And if you're new, thank you so much for listening again. And please follow me at Sir DRJM. That's at Sir Dr. JM on all socials. Give me a follow. Reach out to me over on those social platforms where you can ask me things. You can give me comments, uh, questions, topics, whatever you want to the show. Of course, as they relate to Overwatch, Overwatch 2, Blizzard games, or just video games in general. Thanks again for listening. You can find this podcast on all your favorite podcast services out there. I won't list them because you've heard them a million times over. But if you do enjoy what you heard here today, please check me out over on the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast as well. Your support means the world to us uh, over here on One Man Watchpoint, but also on Ready, Set, Pwn. Look forward to another episode coming next week, of course, uh, somewhere around the 29th of August as we wrap up August and move into September. Now, of course, September becomes Grand Finals Month, and I am, once again, I'll mention it here, going to Grand Finals at the end of September. So definitely hit me up and check me out everywhere. Thanks very much for listening, and have yourself a great day. Oh, you shouldn't have.